This week on Out Now with Internet, we are talking our summer movie gamble results. Who won? Who lost? Who got somewhere indifferently in the middle? And I'll be discussing my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Love is when you try to make it out alive, but you can't turn the radio down, and you can't think of anyone we are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, as always. This is Abe. Hello. How are you, Aaron? Uh, you know, I'm, do- I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. I had a nice day with my lovely girlfriend, lovely Anna Bosch, but things right now are going to get pretty intense. How are you doing? Things are, which, I mean, I'm doing well, but I'm very curious about why things are going to be so intense. Well, Abe, Out Now is a film podcast. We normally discuss new movies weekly. However, this is a special one of the most special, I'm just going to say it, it's the most special podcast of this year. Now, when I say podcast, I'm not just saying out now with Aaron and Abe. I mean like any, of any podcast mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> That's, yeah, whether it's whatever Ira Glass is doing, whatever going on on <laughs> Mark Maron, whatever um, Joe Rogan's talking about, all of this trumps all of that. <laughs> this is the 11th annual Summer Movie Gamble Results Show. All summer long. You and I, along with many other guests of the show, have been locked in this heated battle of who would most correctly predict the top 10 highest grossing films at the domestic box office for this summer. And oh boy, this was an unpredictable summer for sure because we did we did um the worst we've ever done this year <laughs> on the summer show. The the average score was quite low. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we we tend to have a range. So you know, people get in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, 60s, sometimes even 70s, even 80 once, as far as the range of points are concerned. Um, none of us topped 50 this year. <laughs> none of us. Um, it's 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 low, but that doesn't mean there wasn't a winner and someone that emerged victorious out of all of this. And that's what we're gonna do. Abe. We're gonna recap the summer via this very important contest, and. Uh, we have some guests with us now. Just because they're on the show doesn't mean they necessarily won. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just the best people that work with the schedule. I don't know. It's true. I do know. I obviously know. But I mean, who knows? I think we both do. <laughs> Philosophically, who knows? Abe? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, joining us, joining us for this uh, this epic episode, we have coming in and knocking on my red door like a fast guardian of the boogeyman across the elemental asteroid city. It's Alan Aguilera. Uh, hello. <laughs> he's Hi. old and decrepit how how are how are we doing anyway how are we doing guys we're good where are you yeah. you know i wanted to be more mellow this time but you know what that's not right well, i wanted to be more subtle i wanted to kind of you know feel like this is the end of the summer you know it's the end of the season i don't I'm like this but you know what i gotta be amped up because uh new season new me you know what i mean Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't if you don't chip up, Uncle Denzel's gonna come to town. You don't want that happening when he's an equal. He's gonna leave here with something. Yeah. So <laughs> also joining us from Movies Marcus. He's a little beast who flashed into past lives with no hard feelings for Ruby Gilman or her dial of destiny. It's Marcus Robinson. Hey guys, I'm glad to be on the Ira Glass podcast. <laughs> right? It's American Life, yeah. Here it's we are. American Life. Chapter one. Yes. We're, we're guest hosting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> finally came to us i'm glad ira how are you <laughs> <laughs> marcus good to have you here as well yes 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 i feel like i'm ready for my win i was personally asked here uh by aaron to be here so uh 
I'm ready. I'm ready for doesn't the he, Doesn't the, he ask you personally to be on all for every episode you're on? I, I don't. I don't recall, but I'm ready. I I, I have a, a place on my shelf for my trophy. Uh, my my waist. I took uh, the belt off. I, I have a space for the belt um, and whatever uh, whatever belt. tapestry <laughs> there is to come from this win. I'm ready. Well, I, I am excited to get into all these results. And obviously, yes, happy to have you both here. Maybe some of you were the fifth person I asked. Who knows? There's no reason for me to go over that. But I mean, that's, <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, Ira. <laughs> but no, Abe and I are very excited to go over these numbers. And that's that's what we're going to do. Before we get to that real quick, though, uh, some show notes. Just, just to get the stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, have, I have people. a question, though. Oh, yeah? Okay, oh. let's do that. <laughs> so was I the sixth person you asked or the seventh person you asked? Could have been the third. I think, I think it was more like, well, if Scott can't do it and Jordan can't. Who, who can do it? Who can, oh, Alan will do it. I feel like Let's all of this I can talk about much later. Okay. <laughs> no, answer this question right now. Listen, odd, I don't, I don't mind some odd air like I, preferences I, I being laid like out. Can you <laughs> put the call logs in the chat? Please? Put the exact text to transcripts that I share between. I need. <laughs> you know, based upon what day you asked me, I'm like, you know, okay, cool, I got it. <laughs> Given what the results are, I'm like, I have to ask certain people in a certain way, kind of. And so we'll, we'll we'll get to where we are. But don't worry about it right now. I hate that, but thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Well, if you enjoy all this, log on to iTunes for one thing. Uh, search for out now with Aaron and Abe and give us a rating review. That'd be great. Pop us up in the old iTunes charts. Thank you so much in advance. Yeah. Uh, what else? New commentary track. It's a new month. It's September. We've we've left the summer movie season. We're now in September, and we do a commentary every month. And before we get to our our, our scary season um, uh, with October, we, uh, of course, have uh, one more commentary to do, uh, which is going to be for True Romance this coming month. True Romance is the next commentary that we'll be recording soon enough. So stay tuned for that. And, um, yeah, normally we'd go over the box. Obviously, we don't have to do that. We're going to do that a lot in a few, in a few seconds here. Uh, but I want to ask you guys first, before we get new all, into all of this, we've just had a summer full of movies. A lot of things we saw. Some of you guys were on the show to talk about it with us. What did you What did you think of the summer overall? Like some overall thoughts, Alan. What did you think of the summer overall? Um, I barely uh, forget. It was forgettable. Um, <laughs> there, there were some good movies, but like whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you I like really know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> whatever. And like, <laughs> and like you know, in in ten years, I'm gonna be like, you know, it was a good summer, 2023. It's mostly gonna be. We can talk about this a little bit later if you want, but like, there's two movies that I think everyone was kind of waiting for and then after they came out nothing else mattered but like you know like there's some good movies that came out there but also there weren't a lot of great movies i think i think the movies that were that people touted as the worst thing ever weren't as bad as they made it seem and the movies that people were like this is so good i'm like no i mean no like yeah i I don't know i don't know how specific we can get into it but i really like dead reckoning but i didn't think it was as good as fallout so it kind of fell a little bit for me. Uh, Indiana Jones, the first act and the last act, I thought were great. In the middle act, I was bored and I wanted to get a pretzel and I wasn't upset that I missed some of it. <laughs> um, you know, it's like kind of like that. And The Flash, I don't think it was as bad as people said, but mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't good. It was fun. 
but I don't really see a need to rewatch a lot of these later, except for, you know, the two behemoths that came out in late July. And even then, like, I I think it was a summer of those two movies and that was it. Marcus, from my estimation, because I saw, I saw a lot of movies. I just like, none of, a lot of them were memorable except for, you know, Barbenheimer. Marcus, how about you? (laughs) I mean, even though Little Mermaid didn't make a billion dollars, I thought the overall summer was good. I, I I think it was good for a lot of the reasons that Alan brought up, actually. Like, there was a lot of pleasant surprises. I wasn't really looking forward to watching Transformers um, or The Flash, but I thought they were both good. They were both good in, in ways that were like, uh, I wasn't put off or wasn't waiting for it to end they were like inner i was entertained um there you know i got to see tom cruise jump off a cliff and and i got to and see then you two, watch the movie he was in yeah and then i watched the movie he was in and then i yeah exactly and then i uh i i i got to see two different uh animation styles that i really really enjoyed from two different movies um and i got uh anarchist spider-man which is literally all i've been asking since uh i started watching movies and it, it wasn't really you know that hard to put on on screen i i feel but yeah that that's i, I enjoyed the summer okay hey where are you at where are you at with the summer yeah i thought it was fine you know i, I think the barbenheimer experience was, was pretty great just to be a part of like what we talked about during that review um I think there were some really good small adult dramas uh, and maybe like some good smaller movies the, that kind of came out in the summertime. That was that was fun. But um, yeah, on the whole, like, I don't really know if I would say like this is uh, if if we're necessarily like, quote unquote back per se. But, you know, I, I, I had a good time at the movies, even if uh, movie etiquette is just like out the window at this point. I'm just like, I don't know why everyone's on their phone. And uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, at some point uh, we've all yelled at somebody in the theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't yelled at anybody in the theater. Damn, right? hey, <laughs> yet. Uh, you got to go on. There's more to that story. <laughs> just in general, Marcus, you know, I haven't yelled at anybody either. Looks off camera. Oh, I have. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. I've done it. I, I The last sure, time I yelled at somebody was during Scream, Aaron. Um, <laughs> And I think that was uh that was when I yelled at those teenagers to stop taking flash photography in the theater. Well that's spring. Oh, yeah. That's people are way rowdier, obviously. <laughs> spring. <laughs> They're coming out of their winter shells, you know. They're that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I um, you know, I don't tend to rank summers very often. Like I don't it doesn't, like really occur to me to be like, well, was this compared to the last time? So it's like oh, I just look at like the films I watched and like you know, there's some there's a couple that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the major thing is that there's not there's no film I like really absolutely hated that I saw this summer at least as far as like mainstream movies go. We can get to some of this later, but like there's nothing that I like, absolutely abhorred watching. Um, and we'll talk more about this as we kind of go along. But I mean, yeah, there's a significant number. Of, like, looking just at our reviews that we've done over the podcast for the past few months, I mean, there's a lot of there's not a lot of like this is a waste of time type movies that we that we came across, which I always appreciate mm-hmm. as far as the time we spent on you know both seeing discussing even writing about the movies there's not a lot of like i regretted doing this at all uh which is i shouldn't be sound like faint praise i, I what i'm trying to say is like i had fun i had fun at like most okay. of the like the movies this summer yeah. as far as like the stuff the stuff that was offered um things that i was looking forward to i 
for the boat, you know, mostly I can't think of anything that I absolutely didn't like enjoy as much as I was looking forward to with like maybe one exception, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I had a good time. Hey, do you want to look at the feedback? You want to see what our, some of our listeners said to that? Uh, oh, that I definitely want to look at the feedback, Aaron. Feedback, 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 feedback. feedback. <laughs> I knew Alan was going to be on it. Of course Damn. I Yeah, I let this is my one. This is my one job. <laughs> this is my one job. Like his real job that actually pays him. Um, yeah, we asked the same question to the listeners. Uh, how did you feel about the summer season overall? Philip Hurd writes, pretty good. Not terrible. Nothing amazing. Not amazing. Uh, Chris Cleveland writes, okay, not overwhelming, not underwhelming, just okay. So I guess the same sentiment. So he was whelmed. He was whelmed, yeah. He was <laughs> just he was just regular, regular 87 whelmed. All right. Well, good. Glad we got that out of the way, because now we got to get into this brutal competition that we were all a part of, of course. And um, <laughs> so, so uh, before I kind of get to, I guess before we get to like the rankings of everybody, <laughs> let's go over like what actually hit this summer. Here's the top 10 films of the summer. And number 10 was Elemental with 153 million. Then we had Transformers Rise of the Beast at number nine with 157 million. Then it went to Mission Impossible. Sorry, Mission Cold Impossible Dash Dead Reckoning Part One Thank at you. 170 million. <laughs> Seventh place went to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with 174 million. Number six went to Sound of Freedom with 181 million. Number five went to The Little Mermaid with 298 million, bit of an escalation there, and the hundred million dollar difference. <laughs> right. Uh, no, these biggies. Oppenheimer managed to pass The Little Mermaid at the last minute and gain mm-hmm. another, another, another few hundred million, another few million bucks here. Number four, 310 million. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was number three with 358 million. Spider-Man going across the Spider-Verse hit it number two with 381 million and then eclipsing all of these number one with a large bullet Barbie 609 million Sheesh. Um, for some additional perspective Barbie has 1.3 billion worldwide it is the highest grossing film of the year it passed Mario just this like past weekend Oppenheimer is at 852 worldwide <laughs> and it's still going um, it's Nolan's third biggest movie ever right now, behind his two two of the Batman's. Mm-hmm. Guardians is at eight forty five. Fast X, which did not make the the top ten, was at seven hundred and four worldwide. So it didn't exactly lose money. Um, and it goes off from there. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, Little Mermaid, Dead Reckoning. Um, and we'll talk more about these as we go along. But so yeah, that's those are the the official rankings as far as the summer box office is concerned. So now let's get to uh, let's get to the uh, the summer movie gamble. Wow, <laughs> where of course can we, we del- a- yeah can we pause? Um, <laughs> we I just pause. want one or two more minutes of <laughs> feeling good about myself before <laughs> you gleefully do whatever the hell you're gonna do. This is all Listen, business. I already me. figured I'm, I'm, on this. I'm already, already figured I'm on this because I'm the last I'm last place. So you know, just get over it. Know. Let's go. So let me go over this how this works. Okay. We've all predicted the top <laughs> 10 highest grossing films of the summer, as I said many times. Right. We have top we have 10 films, and then we have three additional dark horse films, films that we think these might make it into the top 10. We'll see what happens. So the scoring system, how that works, if you get number one or number 10 dead on, you get 13 points for each of those picks. If you get number, if you get a, if you get any other, if you get two through nine dead on, you get ten points for those mm-hmm. picks. If you have a pick that's only one away from the spot, you get seven points. So say you picked 
across the Spider-Verse number one, it was number two. So you'd get seven points for that. Mm-hmm. If you got a point, a pick that was two spots away, it's five points. If you have a pick that's anywhere in the top ten, um, that's more than two spots away, it's three points. Mm-hmm. And then if any of the dark horses make it into the into the top ten that you had picked, it's one point for those. So of all that in mind and all the computation that Abe and I <laughs> did over and over again to make sure these are the exact numbers. We definitely double checked. <laughs> double, triple, quadruple checked. Yeah. Here we go. There's Jesus, what is there? There's 17 of one, two, three, four, five, 16, 16 of us this year. Yeah. Um, there are 10 rankings total. I mean, there's a, a few ties. In 10th place, it is a tie with 31 <laughs> points. It'd be really funny if it was both of you guys. It's no, <laughs> it is Philip Vandy Price and one Alan Aguilera. 31. Hell yeah, points. brother. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Alan, you, you unfortunately you, you did not reclaim your title. So, Alan, we'll get to you in a second, but let's go over Phillips real quick. I'm not going to go over his whole top 10, but just to point out some, some things he had here. He had Little Mermaid at number one. Um, which, you know, at the time wasn't a bad guess, but that didn't help him out. He had the Flash pretty high, which definitely didn't help, along with Fast X. Um, and then, yeah. So it, yeah. it, it just, it, it, he had nothing dead on here. It, yeah, he didn't hit anything dead on. He only had one that was like one away or two away. Yeah. So, okay. well, that's it, Alan. Uh, we can we can talk about you real quick here. You have um, the Haunted Mansion, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man, Little Mermaid, Transformers, Indiana, Fast X, Flash, Guardians, and Mission Impossible at number one. I don't think that's a dumb decision at all. I think maybe me not having Barbie was the dumb decision. Yeah, I had think Barbie that... and your Barbie and your uh, dark horses. Yeah, because you know you never knew how. Like I don't know. Like so, you have James Gunn who just straight up lied to me and said that the Flash is the best comic book he's ever made. So I have a beef with him. <laughs> <laughs> you have Tom Jimmy Cruise wouldn't do that. Who, you have Tom Cruise who saved movies last year. I'm like, he's of course he's going to make more money. And then Guardians, you know, I think it was pretty spot on with that. And then, you know, just, I'm just, you know, Haunted Mansion, I was like, they can't fuck this up again, right? And they did. You had Spider-Man really low. That, that didn't help. Well, I was, you know, just kind of didn't think about it. <laughs> Don't worry. We all made stupid decisions. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, it's we're going to everybody's going. stupidity. <laughs> oh, no, I followed it all summer. Like, oh, man, we all fucked this up. So if I got 31 points in first place, get like 37 <laughs> a little, a little oh, higher than I that, know. but um, you know, it's these aren't the the the, the results are not the most impressive numbers. So that way, Uh-oh. like when, when some of the scores have been doubled, some of these in the past, yeah, it's not the prettiest picture. But, um, uh, let's see. Next up, we have ninth place. Ninth place is another tie with thirty three points. It is one Maxwell Haddad and me. I am down in ninth place here. Whoa. Oh wow. 33 points. Whoa. Damn, you suck. Wow, you are. I can't. Let's talk about all your stupid mistakes, Aaron. Let's go through it. Well, let's, let's talk about Maxwell's real quick. First up, he had. Um, <laughs> he also had Little Mermaid number one. Um, he had. Um, let's see. His problem was similar to mine, where there's just none that were dead. He had most of the films that are in the right. list in the yeah. list, except for Flash and Fast X, which all of us pretty much made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like it's just the problem of not having anything that just landed dead on yeah. point. You front loaded a lot of uh, sequels and probably things that we all thought, and then back loaded the ones that were giant. Yeah. Um, 
my list is actually very similar to his. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Guardians at number one, which the majority of us had. Even majority is still, you know, it's like <laughs> it's a little more 60-40 this year compared to other years where it's like everybody choose one and then like maybe one person does something different. Uh, but I had Guardian. My problem was exactly that. I, I had nothing that was dead on. I had a few that were two away um, and like beyond the Barbie Oppenheimer aspect of it all, there was a lot of like good thinking on my part as far as like where can these land but yeah mm-hmm. it just did not pan out as far as hitting the numbers dead on um let's see i got elemental in there um yeah. and transformers added dark horse but yeah we all like a lot of us are thinking a lot about Han and man like the dark horses were largely Han and mansion uh transformers and teenage mutant turtles right. um mm-hmm. some variation of those a lot of barbie in that variation but yeah that's mm-hmm. mainly where it rested but yeah i just couldn't uh couldn't land it this year. Is guys. this the lowest that you have been? Oh, definitely. No, okay. no, it's not. Though no, the first year we did this, I was last. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so I, I I learned since then, you know, being a former champion and all. But I mean, it's... how does it feel to lose so bad? <laughs> well, ask Alan. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> you caught a stray. Sorry, Sorry Alan. Alan. But... <laughs> Yeah, thanks, um, here's the thing. It does, my it bad. No, it, it's okay. I know I didn't give my best, so I'm not really beat up about it. <laughs> but I know that Aaron really tried, and he still wasn't that much better than me. I picked my movies on the toilet. So, all right. Um, we don't need to, yeah, we don't need to keep focusing on his losers. We can focus on higher up points now. Let's get to number eight. Uh, number eight is another tie. Um, it is between. No, it's 35 points, and it's between uh, Mark Hoffmeyer and uh, uh, reigning global champion Brandon Peters. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, Brandon. Get knocked down a few pegs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Mark Hoffmeyer, uh, he had Guardians at number one. Mm -hmm. He had Transformers at number 10, um, which, you know, good thinking. Not not a terrible place. Yeah. Yeah, He had Barbie as one of his dark horses. That obviously, you know, that's less points right there. Yeah. and yeah, everything else is just a lot of uh, things in the mix without like nailing any dead on. That's the right. main problem. Brandon, of course, who is a past champion, um, he um, pretty much has all the films listed here. What you know, once again, the Flash Fast X thing that's that's mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the killer for most of us, but uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer obviously pretty low. Um, he has he had Indiana Jones, that was his thing, he had Indiana Jones as number one. He was one of oh, oh that's right, only, I remember that. One of yeah I, yeah he's the only person that put Indiana Jones number one. Obviously, that did not come to fruition uh, in any any sense. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and he had Spider Man very low conversely, which did not help him either. <laughs> so let's move on now. Let's get to our uh, number seventh place here. Uh, we had a we have a tie once again. A lot of ties. Um, we have one Peter Paris thirty seven points, and then one Abe Mua with thirty seven points. First of all, I don't share the stage with Peter. So, Peter, you're like 7B. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll take <laughs> Peter's not going to be on to defend himself. But yeah, Peter had uh, the flash at number one. So, that was obviously his downfall. Um, you know, I say that, but like he's still ranking seventh. He's still like in the middle of the pack. I mean, it's when you take these, wi- these wild swings, it can't, obviously, if it works, it benefits you. But that also means it, it frees up other films to land in other slots. So, it's like, <laughs> He has other films that are closer by default because he has the flash so high, which is why he got more points. Uh, but not enough. Um, he had Oppenheimer as a dark horse, which that didn't help. Yeah. Um, Barbie was pretty low, but he had Barcelona in his top 10. Um, 
Guardians, he had fairly low because he has the Flash, Indiana Jones, Little Mermaid. He was riding hard on the uh, on the nostalgia train this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Abe, what, what 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 were you pulling off? Here? I think uh, my my largest mistake was putting Barbie as a dark horse. Uh, sure. And obviously, like what you mentioned there, Fast X and also uh, the Flash. Yeah, the Flash. Not great. High, I yeah. had the Flash third, which uh, I was like, oh, people are going to go see this. And I had Mission Impossible seven, uh, second, which I was like, oh, I think that the actual phrase I used was um, Tom Cruise Assonance. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in it. I'm pretty low also. Yeah, Spider-Man I put pretty low. Uh, and I was like, similar to what, the way that we talked about it, I, I try to think about what the box office will box office will be. I think I had Spider-Man at like 140 million or something. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, oh. really off by like double. Um, and Guardians I had first because I, it, it had already come out. I think we recorded a week after the it's open. No, no, no. We record purposely before it. So oh, before. Know. Okay, yeah. yeah no. So yeah, I was just like, well, Guardians, let, let's go for it. But yeah. What's in your, I, what's in your dark horses there? What else is in there? My, my dark horses included... Uh, <laughs> Insidious Thread Door, which which almost broke 14th place. It did pretty well. Yeah, it almost broke into it. What else is in there, though? What's the other one? And uh, the other one was Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Oh. Which is a terrible pick because I think they made $16 million in its box office run. Yeah, 29. Like, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be specific. It made less than a book club, the next chapter, but a little Yikes. more than the last no. voyage of the Demeter. <laughs> That's so. with Candace oh, Bergen. No. <laughs> yeah, box oh, office no. superstar Candace Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, I think like I, I made mistakes on on omitting a large a large uh, box office winner, and also my list was just very very uh, poorly organized. You still seventh you still place. Think you got, I think you got I higher than me. You got higher than me. Yeah, like now it obviously. You know, I, I'm always hovering uh, around the, the middle of the pack. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go to our uh, our next ranking. Here we have it. You know, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right about now. I don't. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave the podcast while I'm on a high note. <laughs> while you're kind of ahead, it, it is funny how you could you could appear out here at any point. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I could just be waiting to plant this bomb. It's fine. On. I I am the I'm the king of the ring at the moment. So I'm, I'm all right. Gonna, well, you know, keep keep that up. Yeah. Uh, at number six, <laughs> number six. Be funny if it was you right now, but it's not. It's Jordan Grout with 38 points. Uh, Jordan, the only person to pick Barbie. At right. number one, and it's wild how he still did like hilariously bad despite that pick because <laughs> yeah. like, every other pick on here is like kind of a thing. He Where, actually like, has the first two. He, yeah, he has Spider-Man right behind it. Yes, <laughs> but he also has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which obviously wasn't in the top ten. He has Little Mermaid all the way near the bottom at number nine. He has Guardians near the bottom. He has Fast X, which wasn't in there. He has Transformers in the middle. He has the Flash in there, which wasn't in there. He has Indiana Jones towards the top and the Mission Impossible. So it's like, yes, he nailed those first two picks, and those are big points. But the rest of this list is fucked. Like it's not just not do anything for him. <laughs> so it's I know like everybody was impressed. Like, well, I guess Jordan won this one. Is like that did not shake out oh. that way at all. <laughs> like that is not what happened. But his dark horses didn't do anything for him either. Oh yeah, his dark horses. Yeah, Joyride, Haunted Mansion, The Blackening. Right. The Blackening being, I believe, twenty seventh above oh. two above Ruby Gilman. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what's next here at number five? Uh, we have Yancey Burns with 39 points, um, which should delight him. Still he, in the he, 30s, by the way. Yeah, still in the 30s. Yeah, we're hey, we're not going <laughs> to, we'll escape it eventually, maybe. Um, we have to, it's 39 points. So there you go. But uh, Yancey also had Mission Impossible, number one. Uh, he he went for that, uh, you know, it, 
not an unreasonable pick for all of us having nation, but like, because mm-hmm. who knows? Like that, like some of you guys were thought, like that Top Gun bump could have been huge, could have been a big deal. But not if you're opening against Barbenheimer. Apparently, that wasn't the wasn't the right way to go for Tom Cruise and company. Uh, but he had Spider Man dead on. He had Barbie in his top ten, so that's already a help right there. Um, and he put some of these things in the middle of the pack, like he had um, Little Mermaid dead on as well. Like he's, I mean, having two dead on obviously it's like already like a big win right there in your eyes so mm-hmm. so yeah and he had he had insidious in here for some reason and oppenheimer as a dark horse that's he takes swings you see what happens yeah all right my ranking go okay at number uh geez, I lost the thing there we go. i scrolled too far okay number four <laughs> we have another tie mm-hmm. we have 41 points terrence johnson and Mark Hoban. I beat Mark. <laughs> Thought you were going to say Mark is there. Was, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah, we have uh, we have Mark Hoban here. Um, you know, original player mm-hmm. um, among all these. Uh, he had some good picks, obviously. He's number four. I mean, so we are number uh, yeah, number four. Yeah. Um, he had uh, he had elemental correctly at number 10 which that's yeah, huge nailed, right there. nailed that one for 13 he nailed number 10 which is that's huge points uh he had oppenheimer in there he had barbie in there he had fast x and flash as we all did but low enough so it didn't like hurt too bad it doesn't really matter honestly <laughs> we had it in there that's the problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but he, then he has um just out of order that kind of that top tier except for indiana jones but i mean yeah, yeah having having elemental that's that's 13 points that's a huge yeah. that's that's a big win for him right there that's that's good on him yeah and he had transformers in his dark horses so that also helped um terrence meanwhile um he has little mermaid at number one um and he had the flash pretty high up as well he had spider-man under that um but he has elemental like towards the bottom of the pack here he has mission impossible one away he has a lot like yeah, he has he's all got actually shit. a lot of like two ways and a lot of one aways yeah he has a lot of the really right, yeah. right thinking there yeah. oppenheimer in a dark horse position though, that didn't help um didn't hurt though he still had it in there right. somewhere um so yeah that's our that's our fourth place coverage let's Are we get getting to, into the top three now we're getting to the top three let's go getting into the top three yeah big numbers at number three with 44 points we have jose cordova and Jay Cluett. Yeah. So yeah, there's a good good wins there. Jose yeah. a four a four good champion. bronze wins. Yeah, yeah, good bronze wins. Uh Jose, who was just on the show uh, a couple weeks ago for Blue Beetle with us, he has uh he had Elemental number nine, so that was a help right there. He um, nailed Guardians. He nailed Guardian. No, he didn't nail oh, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was the wrong list. Uh yeah, yeah, he nailed Guardians. Um he actually got a lot of like one aways. One aways is what helped him here. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of like just that's just good points. Yeah, <laughs> helping like him especially along. like toward the to the, the tail end where he had elemental transformers and mission possible all just like one away. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's those are just you know banking points essentially. Yeah, but he did put Little Mermaid first. Yeah, but, he did. Yeah, which didn't help. didn't help overall. But I mean, he's still third place. So what am I going to say? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and right next to him, we got Jay Cluett. Who um nailed elemental at number at number ten? So mm-hmm. he has that going for him. And then I see at number nine. What is this I see here? Oh, Ruby Gilman, teenage crack <laughs> at number nine. See, at least I didn't put in the top ten. <laughs> like you know, a friend across the pond, Jake Lewitt. Uh, yeah. So that um <laughs> that that didn't help him at all. 
because uh, that means he has three movies that were all not in the top 10. And yet he's still number three. And why? Well, he has Anita Jones one away. He has Transformers one away. Uh, he has Guardians one away. He has Guardians one away. And he had, how did he get all these points? This is ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, really the elemental. That the really elemental thing. Yeah. <laughs> 13 like points is is pretty hard to, to yeah. overtake. Yeah, because the, the rest is he had a lot of one aways for sure. But he like so much of this, he has Little Mermaid number one once again also. So he had the two aquatic movies in here. <laughs> really went for it <laughs> um but yeah so good still good again well, i can't talk good on them um all the way number three which only leaves two people left mm-hmm. i'm listening this could only go a couple of ways here mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh in silver medal second position with 45 points it goes to Scott Mendelson, meaning Marcus Ooh. Robinson won the summer game. Listen, 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 I'm about to become unruly and obnoxious for the next entire year. So just be, just be prepared. Uh, for, uh, you might want to cut me out of that feed. Uh, just just for a warning. Go on, go on, go on. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, we'll cover Scott's first and then we'll let you dig into yours. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I'm here. I'm, I'm pouring myself a drink. Box office guru Scott Mendelson. How did he do, Aaron? Well, once again, Scott can't seem to prove himself a winner despite being a box office expert, but he gets very close a lot, that's for sure. Right. Um, Scott went for the Mission Impossible route at number one, which didn't help him, but Spider-Man, Guardians, back-to-back, that's yeah. that's 10 points. That's 20 points right there. Points. He had Elemental at number uh, number nine. Didn't hurt. He put too much faith in the Meg, though, because that didn't land at all. And he had Barbie and Transformers in honorable mentions. Um, but how did he get all these points? <laughs> he it has the two dead ons. It's the two dead ons. He has Little Mermaid pretty away. close. Yeah. Um, he has because he has like Oppenheimer pretty low. Um, it's 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 those dead ons. That's what gets yeah. you points. That's that's what gets you. Like, right, that's, right. that's what screwed me up because I had none. Uh, oh, is, is that how you do it? Uh huh. It's it's yeah. It's by it's by doing well. Um, oh weird. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, Scott. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Dead ons. He has two dark horses in there, which uh, doesn't hurt at all. Right. Um. But yeah, no. He. I mean, he did. He put up a battle, uh, despite doing terrible, but like all of us did. Um. But still not a not not least terrible enough to be number one because it went somehow to Marcus Robinson, uh, with forty nine yeah, points. Yes. Forty nine points. Congratulations. Go slower. Uh, none of your dark horses are in the top ten. <laughs> Uh, you have Barbie all the way at number ten, so that's a couple wow. points right there. You had Little Mermaid at number one. Here's what you here's what you fucking crushed. Yeah, Transformers, Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, dead on three points. in a row, dead on. That's huge. You smell that? That's a- <laughs> it. Smells good. Is that, that smells good? That smells good. Marcus, we will give you your time to shine starting now. Okay. Well, if anybody needs help next year. <laughs> Uh, I'll be taking fees. I don't give out my time for free. I will. If anybody wants my signature, I only sign flat objects. And apples. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm happy with the win. Hey, if everybody else had to had had to eat shit for me to win, I'll take it. I'm not above it. I'd like to thank hey, my hands. What a what a, what a speech. <laughs> What a fucking speech! Put that on a shirt. <laughs> if everyone had to eat shit, I'll take it. 
<laughs> I heard uh, that one. <laughs> let's not get like carried away, Marcus. Myself. You had a lot of like just on the list. Your your two your three tens were like really carried you. It's okay. He can yeah. try to tear me down right now. It's okay. It's okay. Can't, can't tear down a king. You can't. You can't. Thank Soon. you, Alan. Thank you. Soon. Come come over, come over out. We're we're having a celebration. Oh, your favorite. Abe, 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 right Abe is not. Abe, Abe is not invited. Yeah, he, he's, you know. <laughs> well, congratulations, Marcus, Mark. on on being this year's Summer Gamble winner. I, I truly will never hear the in, end of it, and I guess no, that no. I'm just going to call you Skinnamary from now on. Thank you. Thank I, you. I could like because you're so you're in the middle of the like I'm adding all these points up. You're in the middle of the list, so I got to I get you know and I did it. I did it backwards. I'm like, I'm too worried what I'm going to get. So I did mine last. <laughs> it's not at the top of the list. So it's like, right. let me go backwards. So I get to you and it's 49 points. I'm like, well, that's the highest so far. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, just certainly it. there. Certainly there are higher no. numbers to get to than 49 points. <laughs> I get through this whole fucking no. thing. And it's like, somehow Marcus Robinson. Somehow. <laughs> On the scroll. Yeah, it comes up. Marcus Robinson returns. Somehow he survived. Wow. <laughs> Aaron texts me. And I'm like, let me reject the math. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I love my haters the most. The exclamation points that came from my texting Abe, who who won? <laughs> my haters make me strong. Listen, they make me strong. Well, Marcus, you did win the 11th Daniels Horror Movie Gamble. You will be getting a prize soon. Feel free Woo-hoo. to message me your address so I can get that over to you. But you, like everybody else, you get a prize, um, and you should be honored. Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. Um, I want to thank no one. I did this all myself. Let's go, let's go. This was about. This is a long time coming. This is a long time. I got a lot of hater DMs that I got to respond to from two years ago. That they're gonna hear about it. Anyway, uh, okay. Mark is true, true Bay Area guy. Keeps his receipts. <laughs> Take, take a victory lap, champ. Take a victory lap. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Uh, All right. Well, well, we, we, what what a whirlwind summer. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Uh, as far as how things wound up in the box office, like Barbie topping the thing and some movies not doing as well as we thought. And then Marcus uh, winning the summer gamble. <laughs> Truly a whirlwind. Listen. I love it. I, I'm on top of the world right now. Uh, you know, I I, I truly know th- this is this is how greatness feels. Okay. Uh, not for nothing. Yeah. Uh, Fast X and Flash were 11 and 12. By the mm-hmm. way, they're like right outside the top 10. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was number 13. Then Insidious and the Meg. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers made another 75 million during this season, topping so many other wow. things here, which is My impressive goodness. in its own self. Um. So yeah, um, all right. Now we can go into some other stuff. We got to dig into the summer a little yes. bit. Yeah, we don't. You know, we don't have to move on so fast. <laughs> you still get you're the, still talk. On the show, Marcus. You're still, you're still on the down. fucking throne over there. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Marcus. Marcus won, so it's out now with Marcus and guests, right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of. And I guess that he's chosen you, Alan. So it's like the Marcus <laughs> Allen show. Now. This this American Marcus. Let's I, go. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I Ira. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ira Robinson. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. I will. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get muted on that feed. I I can foresee this coming. Uh... <laughs> so let's, what uh, else do we have in store? Well, let's talk about our favorite movies of the summer because we certainly had a lot of movies that came out. 
lot of things that we presumably enjoyed. And uh, let's do that. Let's talk about our favorites of the summer. Uh, let's start with our, our our new champion, Marcus Robinson. What were your favorite movies of the? What were you, a couple of your favorite summer movies? I am requesting walkout music. Um, but Here anyway, okay. So <laughs> right. I'll, I'll insert some. I'm editing this week. I'll insert some for you there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I uh, uh, some of my favorites were Past Lives. Uh, movie I had no expectations of, but I cannot stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man Across the Universe, or Spider Spider Verse, um, one of my favorites, I think, of the year. And they cloned Tyrone, which I didn't see until yesterday, but oh. it's kind of brilliant. Yeah, I, look I don't at know this. I was delaying on that movie uh, for so long, but yeah, those would be my three top. The, the they clone Tyrone fandom coming out of this podcast. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's great. It's it's it's. Really it's great yeah okay alan how about you what are some of your favorites of the summer um i mean i obviously liked oppenheimer a lot and i really enjoyed um oh shit i just had it oh across the universe mm-hmm. and then i guess barbie i really like barbie i thought it was gonna be not good it tended to be good okay. and a lot of the other movies i saw this year I'm like oh they were fine mm-hmm. all right yeah, it wasn't anything, you know. It was I, I think Oppenheimer is the masterpiece. I think Barbie was really good for what it was. And I think across the universe was there was a lot there was a lot of movie in there. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I'm not trying to, you know, suck up or, you know, trying to be Marcus's, you know, number number three next to Alan. Uh okay. but I, I also really go, go because on because you cannot Exactly. Yeah. I can't. Thank be, you, Alan. I can't be, you know, your Dave Batista to his Baron Harkonnen. Um, but I also get, really enjoyed. Get off his dick, Abe. What are you doing? Let's <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alan is Alan. Alan is my Paul Bearer. That's yeah. who he is. Too. Wow. Undertaker, that's a, listen. What a weird thing to do. That is a. Yeah. That's <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> Marcus, when you burn. In your house down and kill your parents and deform your brother. I will be the one to take care of you. Thank Don't you. worry about it. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. A deep cut. Come on. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. Okay. These, Aaron and Abe don't know about the sacrifice that I'm willing to make for a future <laughs> yeah. champion. I feel like I'm going to hear about it a lot. Yeah, you are. You are my. You are my most loyal, Alan. There you go. Of course. Uh, but but Marcus, no, you named two movies that I really enjoyed as well. Past Lives, which I thought about for like three days after I watched it. I just thought that it was a really well done adult drama that incredible first time major motion picture film uh, from uh, Celine Song. And then I also really enjoyed Across the, the Spider-Verse and uh, obviously Oppenheimer because I, I gave it like a, the, the highest rating that I could give a movie for, on our podcast. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat here. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse and Oppenheimer are my absolute favorites of this summer. Mm-hmm. No notes. <laughs> take that marcus you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> nothing can tear me down right now i'm on my second second shot of tequila i mean like oppenheimer is terrific um yeah. it's, it's such a just a great accomplishment it's, and I, I like i love how how well it's done it's just so wildly impressive to me right. it's yeah nolan's third biggest film ever and it did you try to see uh if tickets are still available for for an imax showing like august 30th it was still like full i i'm sure it was like yeah it's, it's now it's imax screens are finally like gone but like mm-hmm. it's but yeah i mean it it made the money <laughs> like people wanted to see it 
everyone that scoffs at it being this like three hour talky movie it's like well I'm sorry you're not one of the 840 something million dollars from the people that were like <laughs> I want to see this and I want to see it big uh, and then Spider Verse is just, I mean, incredible. Yeah. I, I, the, the blue, the 4K comes out this week, and I got mine early for whatever reason because Best Buy is like, here you go, and I'm like, thank you, Best Buy. And I watched it again last night, and oh my god, it looks so good on 4K. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, just a masterful movie all around. Um, well, speaking of favorites, we have some some feedback here from the listeners as far as what their favorite feedback, was. feedback, feedback. <laughs> He really did take over the show. <laughs> Adam Gentry, yeah. friend of the show, who unfortunately had to sub out this year from the uh, Summer Gamble, uh, past champion Adam Gentry. Uh, he had Barbie, was his favorite movie of the summer. Uh, Chris Cleland had Talk to Me. Wow. Uh, Philip Hurd had Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And Irene had Barbenheimer. Those are good picks. Let's move on now. Let's get to... Uh... Let's get to the other end of the spectrum here. Let's get to our some of our least favorite movies or, or disappointments from the summer. Uh, Alan, start with you this time. Any any uh, least favorite movies you saw or disappointments that you had? Um, I think most of the movie. I don't. I, I was really racking my brain about this because I didn't like outright hate anything this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some 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 stuff that I got disappointed about, but like, I think the Flash could have been better, but I didn't hate it at all. I think I was on the podcast with you guys, and I don't think I was really shitting on it very much. In that everyone else was tearing it apart. Um, my disappointment like is Flash. that. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like it's about trying to save your mom, dead mom. Like I'm in. Um, I think my disappointment is that Dead Reckoning Part One wasn't better. Sure. And I didn't, and I didn't like the main villain because I thought that was lame. But I think that was my biggest disappointment is that Dead uh, Mission Impossible was good, not great. Everything kind of like linked up with me in that way. So. I don't know, like like Indiana Jones, I thought was gonna be bad. Then I watched it, I was like, I I love that third act. It's so bad shit. I was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if a movie's kind of bad shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. But I th- I think yeah, I think Mission Impossible not being better was my big disappointment of the year or of the summer. Yeah, makes sense. Marcus, how about you? Yeah, Alan and I are in. So we're 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 reading minds right now because I feel I, knew, I knew we were thinking the same. Yeah, I knew don't it. Worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I already, I already knew it. Um, <laughs> Mission Impossible. Uh, just, you know, it, 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 the bad guy was AI, and I, I kind of thought that was going to be cool. I knew that going in, and it just kind of, I don't know that I wasn't, I don't know that I wasn't into it or whatever. I just didn't really care after a while, and just wanted to get from stunt to stunt. Uh, so that's probably my least mm-hmm. disappointing, or that that was probably my most disappointing movie. Uh, because I relatively liked a lot of the other recent fa- uh, 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 Mission Impossible movies. Um, probably my least favorite movies were I. I did see The Sound of Freedom, which is you know whatever. That's that's one of my least favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Asteroid City, uh, I, I know everybody. I think Aaron knows I don't really like uh, West to begin with. And I think this is like the worst West movie to go in if you don't love West to begin with. Uh, I, I just I I, I what I say about like Anderson movies is I kind of like joke about like these are the movies that you go to like this 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 um, pretentious like uh, college movie party and this is these are the movies that are being projected on the wall, and this is like that for real. 
So I, I, I just was sick of it after a while. And I, it took me a lot to get through it. It took me like three viewings, three. I, yeah. Anyway, but that was probably the worst one, but yeah. Okay. Strong words. Strong indeed. Yeah. Hey, about you? Well, that's how a champion sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Alan. Uh, least favorite. Some of that you and I talked about where we were like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. There's other movies that do this a lot better is fool's paradise. The no. Charlie Day movie that was okay. directed and written by him. Mm. It was like this. I, I know what you're doing here, guy. It just it is not very good. Um, so that was that was not a good movie to watch and just sit for an hour and 40 minutes. I think a disappointment for me might be The Little Mermaid just because we talk about it here a lot, which is like, where's the color in this movie? Like, where's the pop? Where's like the pizzazz? Like, I, I didn't mind the performances. It was just more of the overall look of this is so drab and plain. Like it could just liven it up a little bit. It's a fucking kids movie. So give me that. Disappointment. You play Scuttlebutt one more time. So uh, what now? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Can you believe the Scuttlebutt? Get dressed, child. You're welcome for the Scuttlebutt. We got a lot of work to do. How about you, Aaron? Um, <clears throat> I'm in a similar boat as far as like, it's hard to be like, these are the ones I hate. And they're just movies I just didn't like. I, I'm not including streaming stuff because they're just like random things mm. that I that just whatever it doesn't matter it's not enough to give them more attention so like i thought strays had more potential um, oh the the talking dog movie yeah given that it has so many things involved where it's like there's a version of the movie that could be pretty funny and instead it's just not so it's like well that's that's you know that's bad and it's disappointing like is that it's not like i thought like oh this is going to be great but it's also like there's so many good like why <laughs> why couldn't this deliver um Similarly, like Meg to the Trench is not like a movie where I'm like, I cannot wait to see another Meg. But it's also like, I mean, the first one's fun. You could do that again. And they didn't. <laughs> so it's sure. like, well, that's yeah. that's upsetting. Like, I I I like to see a, you know, a solid giant shark movie. And, and I didn't get that out of this. Uh, but I, I agree with valid sentiments as far as Mission Impossible is like, that's what I would assume is the given of the summer. As far as if there's one thing that's going to deliver the goods, it's going to be Mission Impossible. Right. And like, while I certainly enjoyed the movie, it it didn't match up to most of the movies in this franchise. Like, I, I put it fairly low when I rank all of these movies right. together. So yeah, it's like, you, oh, that's I remember a... you saying that on the uh, on the review show. Yeah, it's like there's not. It's not like I didn't enjoy going to the theater and seeing this movie. It's certainly a lot of fun. It's just not as good as some mm -hmm. of the other Mission Impossible's for sure. So, um, oh yes, the listeners this question as well. Uh, actually, we skipped over one. We skipped. I skipped over um, uh, the streaming movies. That some of the listeners. Mm. Maybe you want to read those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their favorite streaming movies. Yeah, we asked a question here. What are your favorite smaller or streaming movies you caught this summer? Michael Lee, friend of the show, has past lives and talked to me. Uh, Justin Weatherby writes Man from Toronto. Chris Cleland has talked to me. Philip Hurd writes Polite Society and Escape from Pretoria. And Irene Johnson writes The Blackening. It got a lot of laughs at the theater that I was at. Some older movies than some of these ones, but all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so as far as the least favorites and uh disappointing films go, we have from Philip. He writes, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 didn't do it for me like the first two. I definitely have MCU burnout. And Brian White, friend of the show, has Barbie and Heart of Stone. All right, oh. I, I wonder what Brian was wondering Heart of Stone was going to bring to the table. I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, those are those, okay. So uh, let's let's move now into uh, surprises. Let's move into the surprises we had this summer. What what what, what shocked us? 
what threw us through a loop? <laughs> what gave us okay. the? I don't know what else to go with there. Marcus, what were some of your surprises of the summer? Obviously, it wasn't Wes Anderson. It was not Wes Anderson. It was um probably the biggest surprise was the blackening because I remember being on the podcast when we saw the trailer and really not liking it and mm-hmm. really having low expectations for this movie that I genuinely liked and thought was smart and well put together. Um, but yeah, that was probably my biggest uh, surprise of, uh, is it just surprises? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was probably my biggest surprise um, outside of, I, I, I it did again, I'll say I did enjoy the flash uh, yeah. and I didn't think I was going to enjoy that at all. Because you're against everybody except Ezra Miller, right? That's there. That's your stance. That is. Uh, He's wow. like he should Come totally at... go and break. You, an I know. I know. I know. You, listen, I know you have to tear me down right now, but you know, I, <laughs> listen, I, I, it can't be done. It can't be done. At the moment, so. Well, you know, you. you He's you, invincible you tonight, show. Aaron. I'm invincible. Yeah, I, I see. It. Last name ever, first name greatest. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 essentially what uh, what uh, one would call rubber in, in your glue. So, uh, yeah. Alan, you're stuck to Marcus right now. Where were your summer surprises? <laughs> My summer inspirations. Surprises. Surprises. And your inspir- uh, I want to know your inspirations were also. Yes, <laughs> okay, summer inspiration is Marcus. Um, Thank you, Alan. <laughs> surprises. Will be rem- were- you will be remembered. Was that uh, Warner Brothers decided to? Uh, Release the Flash when it looks like shit. Um, it looks so bad. My other surprises was Sony lying about the box office for Gran Turismo, so it'll beat Barbie on its opening weekend. I thought that was pretty. Did you guys hear about that? No, I didn't. I mean, they were neck and neck. Well, <laughs> what happened is that they accounted for all the preview screenings mm-hmm. that they've done of Gran Turismo leading up to this opening weekend. So it's been like two weeks of like. Oh, special I see, screenings. I see. So they added all that to add on to its opening weekend. So I made like sixteen million or something like that just to beat Barbie, which I thought was one petty and two like, come <laughs> on, man, nobody cares. And um, other surprises um, that Oppenheimer was as good as it was because I was like, ooh, I don't know how this is gonna go. I'm gonna love it, but I don't know. How, like surprising that how much money it ended up making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, my my big surprise is how much y'all. Uh, doubted Marcus. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I, yeah. You. I forgot about the banners you made supporting him all summer. Yeah. Alan, this this pleases me. Good. This Good. pleases me. Like, and then him liking the flash. Of course, he likes the flash. Like, how do? You, how else do you think he learned the phrase? I don't care how many people have to eat shit for me to win. That's military. <laughs> we learned that when we talked to him in Hawaii. It's really weird when Russell Crowe's Jor-El says that to that movie. And he's like, oh, that's a weird cancel. That's why he sent them his only son. (laughs) No, that's what what Ezra Miller said to the mom of that baby. (laughs) Yeah, this is... That was the baby's first... That was one of the baby's first words that he saved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eat shit. I will eat shit, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Careful, Alan, careful. Hey, how about you? Uh, I've got three, mostly uh, two of them based on trailers. So the first one is the blackening, which we talked about the trailer and Marcus. I was there with you. I was like, I don't know. I think all the jokes are just here in the trailer. And I watched the movie and I texted Aaron after. I was like, this is actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> or we talked about it like offline. I was like, this is actually a really good, smart movie. And I laughed a lot. Um, 
And then the other trailer that I was like, I don't know, was Blue Beetle. <laughs> I was like, this is actually a better movie than I thought it was going to be. Um, and the last one was Joyride, where I was like, I don't know what to expect out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go up watching. I was like, this is really funny. And even though the third act has like this emotional moment that might be a little bit like cheap to some degree, it, it still really works. And I was like, this is actually a really good movie. You should go see Joyride. Well, I think it earns that emotion easily. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, those three were like, oh, surprising. Alan, did you see Blue Beetle yet, by the way? Uh, no. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, when you do, we we quite enjoyed it, and it's uh, oh good. No, cultural, it looked like it's, it was it's cultural fun. representation, and specifically, I think that's the like the family is the highlight of that movie. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, like <sighs> exactly. Screen time with them. Well, well, you know, I have enough Mexicans in my life. <laughs> oh, well, when it comes when it comes to Max, you can get a, a few more virtually. <laughs> oh, too many. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I'll watch. I just haven't had a chance to. No, yeah, I hear it. I'm just yeah. curious. Um, I have a few here. Um. Oh no! I mean, the surprise obviously is that Sound of Freedom just did as well as it did. Sure, I, mean, I, yeah. I, you know, regardless of what, what some champions might think about the movie, I thought it's perfectly fine as far as the movie it is. If you subtract, really? like, if you subtract things about, it, I think the movie that's being made here works okay. for what it is. I get it. So I get why. It's I, I do. I do think it works for its audience. But um, it, I mean, it made. 181 million dollars. It's nothing to scoff. Sure, sure. Like it, did it, it, did, it did its job. So yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. as far as movies that came out of nowhere for me, the first slam dunk I thought was great. Oh, the anime, it the was, anime. Yeah, the anime. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um I uh I really like this movie and I'm like, I'm glad I was able to catch it. Um yeah. but it's like wow, that I just there I for being not on my radar whatsoever, I didn't I didn't know about the manga series, I didn't know about the the nineties anime tv series though mm-hmm. so it's like this just out of nowhere came at me it's like oh wow this this rocked those um, basketball sequences are great yeah <laughs> they really are they're really spelling great yeah uh i'll join in on the blackening train because i was i i'm not a tim story fan as a director so it's like what's this gonna be and then mm-hmm. like yeah the movie's really funny and sharp and i'm happy i've seen it a couple times now it just really does the job uh but the i mean the other, the happy surprise of all this is not only that like Barbie and Oppenheimer were both good, um, but I'm happy that like the Barbenheimer phenomenon was like a ultimately positive one. Sure. Like yeah. people got along. It wasn't like a war between the two. It was more like we can't mm-hmm. wait to see both of these things and we're complimenting each other on the fact that we did so. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that yes, there's a segment of people out there that are like, we have to be at war all the time, but like that's not nearly the the main presence that it could have been in like mm-hmm, a different mm-hmm. world. Like it's more of a lot of collaboration between the two of them and there were critical hits and there were box office smashes. So it's like, good. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. healthy for everybody. <laughs> so good on that. Yeah. Um, what are some other surprises that we had here? Abe? Well, some other surprises, uh, Philip Hurd writes, I was surprised most by the lukewarm reception of MI seven. Well, we've already covered that. Alan did a great job. Uh, covering that michael lee from the show right surprising that uh elemental was able to have such a rebound in the box office for uh such a soft opening that's let's, actually a great point let's talk about that for a bit so yeah, had elemental, a ton of legs. elemental opened to 29 million which is mm-hmm. not high for a pixar movie it opened in june it's general release date um by comparison like i think like inside out had something like that's like 70 something like it, it it's wild do you remember um, what um uh light had 
I mean, Lightyear's <laughs> not let's leave the past in the Lightyear past. Open, it opened fairly straight. It opened to 50, yeah, yeah. but it only made 50. 118. No, no, but uh, opening weekend, opening weekend. It opened to 50. Yeah. Um, so, you know, by comparison, yes, it had a lot. It had a high opening. Right. Elemental opens 29. It's behind Flash, which opens the same weekend. Mm-hmm. It ends up at 153 domestic, but it's at four, 478 worldwide. Uh, wow. Which is above, which I, they reported this week, it was, it's above the originals for Toy Story and Cars. Uh, just to put things in perspective, sure. there, as far as like how well Elemental is done, like it's certainly held on throughout the summer and caught on big internationally. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at at all. And anyone that was saying doom and gloom for Pixar, it's like, well, obviously, yes, a higher domestic total would have been great, even though 153 is still not bad. Mm-hmm. Certainly worth noting that Elemental, it's not like it just faded away. It people right. went to see it over time. Yeah, it certainly had a lot uh, to do with probably being uh, the family movie that was playing in theaters. And so a lot of people could take their families to go see it that were not going to be part of the Barbenheimer experience. But I was surprised, too, because you and I reviewed the movie. And I don't know if we we didn't like all of it, but we like some parts. But overall, we weren't I think huge we, on it. We thought That's that it was like a miss to some degree, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was surprised by just how long its legs were. So. I mean, part of it has to do with just how bad Ruby Gilman was. I mean, that's part of the problem right there. I mean, <laughs> she's a teenage kraken. Leave her alone. <laughs> um, and William Hell writes, not sure if I'm really surprised, but The Flash was getting raving reviews prior to release. Despite the Ezra issue, I thought it could still do better than it did. Maybe I'm just out of the loop, or DC is just never going to have success at the box office other than the Batman franchise French movies. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Flash plenty on this podcast and why it's underperformed, so I don't need to kind of rehash it, but just a, a a number of different problems that all kind of hit at the same time is why the Flash did not sure. do nearly as well as James Gunn might have wanted you to think it would do. Um, mm-hmm. um, let that be a lesson. The people that <laughs> let that be the, a lesson. The, well, no, the the people that run the company are not the ones oh, you should run okay. to as far as the quality of the movies. <laughs> like, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. They certainly want to put a good face on things, but I don't care how friendly James Gunn is. He's going to say the Flash is great no matter what. So, yeah, he's got to sell things. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's literally his job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Let's do this now. Let's get to some favorite summer movie moments. Some movie moments, moments, moments. moments. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, let's start with you. Do you, Did you have any favorite movie yeah. moments from the summer movies here? Uh, yeah, just now, right now, because that was funny. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, no, I liked all the stuff, like all the train and the jumping of the cliff stuff from Mission Impossible was great. Um, like I know a lot of people shit on it and it looked bad, but the, kind of the idea of. Like the Flash jumping into different universes in DC, I thought was pretty fun because I didn't know it's coming, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's really who that is, and that's Superman outfit." That's so funny. Um, the Trinity test was cool. Um, Barbie having that fascism line in the movie was great. <laughs> that was I wrote that down too. Yeah, then like there's like little moments like that that I I enjoyed. Like overall, there were great moments throughout a lot of movies, but but it doesn't really put together as a great time. Like the ending of uh, Spider Verse was great. Sure, yeah. Like it's a great cliffhanger. I think one of the best cliffhangers I've seen in a long time. Spider Verse is the only one where I'm like I couldn't assemble like one moment for Spider because I'm like all, all of this I can't like I can't I can't separate one moment out of Spider Verse I mean, that was my mm-hmm. issue with that one. Oh my, yeah, I think with Spider Verse like I think the ending is 
exceptional with how they built it up and there's so many different threads that are built into that for the next movie. I'm like, this is great. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like every everything, almost every movie, whether it was good, bad, or middling, had a good moment in it. Sure. But unfortunately, you know, some of it, the sums don't, you know, not enough of them to make it a great movie. Marcus, how about you? Um, moments. Uh, I loved the um, the introduction uh, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the backstory oh, yeah. when it was the retelling. Thought that was really funny and clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved anything to do with the Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was also some great lines in 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 Barbie that there's tons of them that I loved. Um, but and also since I'm uh, like the resident uh, out now edge lord, I did like the everything in that had to do with uh, Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought those sequences sure. particularly were so well done and they transcended this the the superhero genre that i haven't seen in a lot of these movies so guardians would be the one i would expect it from but uh yeah those were like really strong powerful scenes that i know yeah were 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 just affected me a lot so hey how about you yeah a lot of the barbie sequences where the audience and i were laughing especially like when there's small little jokes here and there that only a guy that was sitting in front of me and I were laughing at uh, very small niche things. Uh, and then um, honestly, uh, there was like the, the moment that you and I talked about during the Indiana Jones thing where he just sees Miriam at the end there and they're, they're redoing lines from like the first movie. So it was like, Oh, this is a nice moment. That's the moment I have too from Indiana Jones. Cause it's yeah. like, this should not get me as nearly as much as it is, but it is working for me. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. Um, I guess I lied. There is a Spider-Man moment that I really like. It's <laughs> it's it's when it's when Metro Boomin's cameo comes in. And he's like, he's nowhere else to go, and then Spider-Man jumps out the window, and he's like, "Sorry, everybody, there was somewhere else to go." <laughs> it's really, That's good. It's yeah. really funny to me. Um, <laughs> when they play the blackening in the blackening, I think that's just sure. Yeah, yeah. Just like ten minutes of gold, like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um uh, the the no sleep till brooklyn one shot guardians sequence where they're all working as a team i think is a, just a really cool action sequence i think it really works and thematically hits the right way too as far as hey we get to see all of them working together and destroying all these crazy monsters mm-hmm. um it's good stuff and um in asteroid city when the kid sings that dear alien song <laughs> gets into a hoedown it's like <sighs> Marcus is like, I'm gonna go get a hot dog and popcorn. <laughs> oh, Marcus, you're telling me you didn't like the claymation alien that shows up in the movie? I did not like any of this movie. I uh, have a heart. Unfortunately, no, <laughs> I refuse. And that Alan, you brought it up, but the Trinity test in Oppenheimer, obviously, yeah. so is the and the, the the sequence that follows, as far as in like giving a big speech about what happened, yeah. um, just great stuff. Indeed. Uh, let's see. From our listeners, uh, as far as our movie ones go, we just have one from Philip Hurd. He writes, Tom Cruise had a solid running scene in Mission Impossible 7. He actually runs for a long time in that movie. <laughs> it's, well, it's that Venice sequence, yeah. where it's. Uh... He's also got run across the rooftop of the airport. And, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he runs, yes, he runs a lot in these movies. <laughs> I assume it's the, the big pivotal one in that center of the movie <laughs> he's referring to. Um, all right, well, We've talked a lot about the summer. 
let's talk about what's coming next. Let's talk about some most anticipated films uh, that we have going here. We have uh, the fall coming, of course. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the Telluride Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival are happening right now. So we're already hearing early reports on a number of movies. Right. Uh, Marcus, I'm curious if you have any uh, anything in mind that you're really looking forward to that hasn't been delayed to next year. Uh, uh, is Killers of the Flower Moon still coming out? Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that's probably my number one. Um, I'm curious about Dick's the musical. Um, and as bad as I know it's going to be, the trailer somehow has me into the haunting in Venice. Oh. I, I'm just like I don't know why I'm, I'm going to be massively disappointed. Uh, my my hopes are getting up. But <laughs> why did, did you do it? Hey, did you abhor oh, yeah. Death of the Nile and uh, murder? You know. I didn't find them bad, but I was like, did I, I came to the movies for this. Like they're uh, whatever, but I don't, for some reason that this trailer, I don't know if it's, is it just me? The trailer, the trailer was like, good. Like I, I anyway, agree. move, it's move. It's trailer. Effective trailer. Yeah. You're a Lantimos <laughs> guy though. Aren't you looking forward to poor things? Um, especially because yeah, like, it looks like it's in his weird territory, which you especially like. I did. I didn't love uh, the favorite, I and recall, it, but that's not one of his. Weird I feel movies, like it, I would say. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Uh, this looks more favorite visuals than than the other ones. But yeah, I, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. I did. I did like the lobster and sacred deer and and dog tooth and the rest. So yeah. <laughs> how about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, because Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, obviously, but I'm also kind of excited for the Exorcist movie because it looks fun. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for Napoleon. Yeah, I think that's in November 22nd. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun, and then I'm sure there's gonna be other good movies, but those are the ones on my radar. Cool. Eh? Well, Dune two got moved, so it's a bummer. I'm I only gonna name one movie, and it's a movie uh, with a trailer that I just saw this past week, which we haven't talked about on the show yet. David Fincher's The Killer. Fucking give me that movie and I'll just be fine for the rest of the year. I, I don't just, dis- I mean, I'm a huge Fincher guy. I've read these comics since they've been coming out. Oh, oh I so, didn't know that it was based off of a uh, oh, graphic yeah. novel or something. Based on a graphic novel by Matt's. Okay. Um, I even have an, his autograph on one of my Killer comics. <laughs> I uh, He's been wanting to do this for like years. So I'm like, finally, we're going to see this thing. And I yeah. agree with you. Like, we'll talk about the trailer at some point soon, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's doing it's hitting all the things that I want as far as Fincher doing, uh, you know, an, an assassin thriller uh, movie with Michael Fassbender of all people. It's uh, yeah, plenty of plenty of boxes ticked there. Uh, I mean, the, you know, you, we, you guys have gone over some of the obvious ones. Um, the creator honestly has my attention quite. Yes, that's right. Yeah, highly. I, I'm a big fan of Gareth Edwards. I, I think his debut film Monsters is really cool. Uh, obviously, I really love his Godzilla film, and I think we all like Rogue One. I mean, that's just a really fun mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. So, I uh, he hasn't missed for me, and I really love the way his sense of scale works in films. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him bring that to an original movie. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's one I'm among these other ones that we already mentioned. That's one where I'm like, I, I I'm ho- I'm holding out hope that this really delivers, right? Um, and then, I mean, Michael Mann has Ferrari coming. Michael Mann's back. That just makes me happy yes, right there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yes, let's let's do this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's the fall. That's the that's the fall we got there. And there's plenty of other yeah. things coming out that we'll talk about. So, we got know. some feedback for this, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what movies are you most looking forward to this fall? Chris Cleveland writes, Craven the Hunter and Godzilla Minus One. 
Craven got moved, so that's that's gone. Yeah. Um, but my Godzilla, is, yes, there is a new Godzilla film which is coming right. in December, which I'm of course obviously very excited about. And Philip Heard echoes uh, Alan E. Reds Napoleon. Yeah. Well. Napoleon. Yeah. Um, so now we still have next summer as well. If you want to have some broad guesses of what we might uh, let, let's not let Marcus to. get his head too big. <laughs> Offhand, I don't know what to think would be like the, the default <laughs> guess for number one of the summer next year. So like, it's 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 hard to tell. Do you have do you have like a, some sample movies for us? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what's the opener of the size. It's a Marvel movie, but what Marvel movie? Oh, it's Deadpool three. Of course, it is. Deadpool okay. three is the well. That here's the other thing. We'll see. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we'll I don't know. That's still like, like that had to stop filming. They had to stop filming. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like that's the other thing too. Like just in general, like what next summer's going to look like. Marcus, Marcus Robinson cannot be winners two years in a row, so we can't uh, let that slide. Um, the, the Deadpool three know? is supposed that's supposedly the uh, opener for for the summer next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Furiosa comes out next year. Mad okay. Max prequel with uh, Anya Taylor Joy in the Charlie Theron role. Along with Chris Pratt as Garfield. Are you yep. joking? No. He's Chris doing Pratt. two voice characters. He's he's been more than two already. This is true. This <laughs> is true. He's, he is, but like he he's is. gonna have two years back to back with voice character work. Can't, wow. can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Uh Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes next year as well, from the director of the uh, Maze Runner trilogy. Okay. Uh Ballerina, that is the John Wick spinoff. The Watchers, that's the next Shyamalan film that's coming mm. out. In- Next June, uh, Bad Boys, uh, Ride or Die, I believe is the official title of the fourth Bad Boys movie that's going to come out in the summer. Hmm. Inside Out Two, still in and still out. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible, that's going to get delayed. <laughs> that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> that's that's not happening at all. Despicable <laughs> um, no Me Four is threatening to come out. That's okay. All right, <laughs> now, the, I got a plan for that movie. The weird, the weird thing is that and Mufasa. Comes out like two days within each Excuse other. Me? Yes, the the uh, thank you the uh, Barry Jenkins Lion King. Oh, Barry Jenkins. Okay, okay. As yeah. you may recall, Barry Jenkins is like, yes, I like money. That's right. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. I will fund whatever I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for some reason, those two are coming out very close to like one of those seems like it has to move, but we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, Venom three is supposedly coming out in July. Okay. Um, I feel like that shut down also as filming goes, but um. Uh, there's a Hunchback of Notre Dame live action remake. So Marcus, get ready for whoever plays some boring character in that movie for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is the one that boy. I'm so curious about because of everybody involved. Let me just pull it up so I can remind everybody of what's happening here. Twisters, the uh, sequel to Twister. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it's a good. It's a good title. Twisters, which I I hope somebody just pitched James Cameron style and put the money the dollar sign like in front of Twister. <laughs> Uh, but here's here's who's involved in this movie. Um, you have Glenn Powell, Anthony Ramos, Daisy Edgar Jones, Brandon Perea mm. from Nope. That's like so you have like your your young cast. You have sure. your young your young your young people in there. Kieran and Shipka. Like you have all these young all these young new starts here. It's directed by Lee Isaac Chung of Minari. Excuse me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> what? You and like it has money. a and it has a two hundred million dollar budget. Wow. Jeez. So like Water Brother, no, it's Universal. That used to be Water Brother. Water Brothers is International. Universal. They're like, we're going all in on Twister. Like they they believe in this. And now, yeah. I mean, the first Twister was a hit, like a huge hit. Yeah. Like it was the biggest movie that summer. Like next to Independence Day, it was like huge. So I mean, it's not like it's 
unprecedented for Twister to mm-hmm. make money, but like, man, two hundred million. If you told me two hundred million dollars being spent on a sequel to Twister featuring nobody involved in the first movie, <laughs> like, you know, you never know. They might show up in a photo frame somewhere. I, I suppose. So. Yeah. Here's Bill Paxton and was it Helen Hunt? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Lee Isaac Chung thing. That's what got. Me. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like Alan said, he likes money. Yeah. Uh, Captain America: Brave New World with uh, Anthony Mackie. Is that going to come out? Okay. I, I, we'll so, see. Yeah. I believe it's done filming at this point. But mm-hmm. I think it's finished. Um, let's see. Harold and the Purple Crayon, which was uh, supposed to come out this year, but mm. that was supposedly coming out next year. Uh, now we're in August, so I don't even know. Craven the Hunter is supposed to come out next August. Alien Romulus, I guess, is the next. That's was that the that's the Fede Alvarez alien movie, but I feel like that's going to get wow. delayed just by nature of it being so early. Um, so that's that's a handful of the summer releases. Got it. So to sickle me four is going to be number one in the box office. Okay, great. Internationally, <laughs> if we did it worldwide, it probably might be. But like, I don't know. Like, it's that's a tough one to be like. What stands out here? <laughs> I have not I seen know. any of them beyond like the first one. And even the first one, I stopped like 50 minutes in. So. I mean, I just mean in general, like this handful of titles, like sometimes you have like a good guess. Like, well, that's probably going to be like super high. I don't I don't know <laughs> from this yeah. list like what it would be. Inside Out 2, maybe? Sure. I mean, that, first yeah. one, that, yeah, that first one's a huge hit. Incredibles 2 was ginormous. So was Finding Dory for that matter. So was all mm-hmm. the Toy Stories. So I mean, maybe that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's that's the the line. Alan, any anything stick out there to you? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too excited for anything, but I mean, Twister sounds fun. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. actually does sound interesting. <laughs> like Brave New World, like the Marvel movie. I'm like, I don't care, but I know Seth Rollins is in it, so I kind of want to watch it because of that. The wrestler? Yeah. Huh. He's, he's one of the. He's the Brave New World. He's. The... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in it. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see what he does and does a bad job. Then Deadpool looks fun because Hugh Jackman's back. So if that is able to get released, it's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But you never know. We'll see. There you go. And I'll be curious if things get delayed even further that are now. Like I'd be curious if like Dune sticks to March or if it moves into the summer. Or just push it back a whole year and get it ready for next. Oscar season. I mean, they could. In November. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see what happens. I mean, especially given out. I mean, we don't know where the strike's going to be. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Months from now. True. Yeah. And how and how devastating of an effect it has on like the way things are as far as mm-hmm. actors being able to do stuff, let alone writers and movies being written to begin with. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of the summer and um, of next summer, of summer 2024. But as far as summer 2023 goes in the 11th annual summer movie gamble, Marcus, once again, you are our winner. And that brings us to an end of this official summer movie season. So uh, congratulations. That's man. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but you guys are my favorites. Um, and I will be seeing everybody in the, uh, in the text feed. So get ready. <laughs> Putting that on mute right now. <laughs> I gotta, I'll I gotta check it in the, 48 hours. I gotta spill the beans to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, oh, just fine. let me know when it's okay to unleash and and uh when it's and okay I'll be to unleash. All right. Well, with all that said, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, the code is eek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. 
I write for Leave Entertainment and Wise of Blue uh, for movie reviews and Blue reviews. I am on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. And of course, there's the Summer of 93 at 30 podcast that has come to an end at this point. Uh, but Scott Mendelson, Brandon Peters, and myself talked all about the summer movie season from 1993 mm-hmm. all summer long. All those episodes are available now, including two that Abe were on as a special music bonus episode. Yeah, small, small episodes. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Brandon. Abe, how about you? Uh, you can find more of my stuff over at my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash rollersmoose. Hashtag, uh, I, I actually don't have one this week. Hashtag, Marcus hashtag. Marcus, Marcus is the winner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, Damn. I won't hashtag that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, anything you want to plug? Um, uh, no. I got nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I'm good. Fair okay. enough. Marcus Robinson, reigning champion. What do you want to plug? Yes, uh, go to Movies Marcus. Um, if uh, you want to read my reviews, Movies Marcus on, uh, what's it called? X? Yes, Movies Marcus on X. <laughs> and, you know, feel free to slide into my DMs. I'll have my prices for any kind of help. I'll be dropping a TED Talk probably soon. Um, and from this point on, I'd love to be referred to as Sensei. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. You can find all the other episodes about that there about iTunes, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podmatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnotpodcast at gmail.com. Check our Facebook, Facebook.com, outnotpodcast, or our Twitter, x twitter.com slash now underscore podcast. Instagram.com slash out now underscore podcast as well. And iTunes reviews the ratings. Good to get those as well, of course. Uh, Marcus, Alan, thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. You're welcome. You. Next week, we'll be back with a regular show, which will be for, that's right, The Nun 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nun, nun into it. That's exactly there you none, go. None into it. <laughs> none into uh, it. But that's going to do it for this week's episode and concluding our 11th annual Sunday Gamble. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Hey!